Hello, welcome to another edition of Top of the Table. I'm Brian Bentley along with Chris Ballard joining me from Connecticut. What did you say right before we went on? I said we're not allowed to talk about Portland ever again. We're not? No, because they're a horrible team. You lose 5-0 to ostensibly the worst team in the league, you know something's not going right. How? Who did they lose to? Um, this guy's team. Some team out of out, out of Frisco. This guy's team. I don't know where Frisco is. Oh, this guy's team. What's it like to see a team score five goals? I don't know. I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go. Because <laughs> they've been performing so wow. poorly. Um, uh, and they they dropped Breck Shea as well, didn't they? They well. You that was yeah you, well that was the, the 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 official line whether or not they dropped him or he didn't show up. I don't um, know. We'll backtrack here. Wednesday night uh, on NBC Sports, FC Dallas traveled to San Jose. They were down uh, 2 nothing at the half. Um, and uh, Charles Hyman made a change. Uh, he had Shea playing out of position up top, made a change, pulled a subbed off Shea in like the 67th minute, and Breck was not very happy, and the two had words. Um, for I mean, it was an extended, it wasn't just like a, what the deal, get on the bench, shut your mouth, no, I'm not going to do it. I mean, there was a, a brief exchange. Um, Shea went to the end of the bench and sat with a towel over his head, like, not even, like, away from the team. And it was just, you know, NBC Sports had a storyline to run with, and they kept cutting back to him and cutting back to him. Game progresses, uh, a, couple, a few more subs are made, questionable subs, I thought, but what do I know? I think we've run that into the ground. Um, and, uh, Dallas gets a goal, recovers, they're 2-1. We go into injury time. Penalty called in extra time. Who takes your PK? But the man that has not scored in 82 MLS games, Jair Benitez. Um, so if you don't sub off Shea, you've got him there. Uh, it was very, it was just questionable. Why Why did it come down to that? Why didn't he, why didn't he sub in Villar? Um, so coupled with the fact, and you've read this article, that the Dallas Observer did a lovely piece on Breck Shea uh, this week, and it makes him look like a frat boy douche. It is not a very favorable article. It's not very favorable to the league, generally. I mean, never mind just Breck Shea. It's not favorable to any part of Major League Soccer or FC Dallas, the organization, I don't think. I think when you have a journalist, presumably he's a journalist who gets paid, who's saying that David Beckham speaks with a posh accent. You can tell he doesn't get out of Texas much. <laughs> well, and the, yeah, the, the two highlights of the league are uh, an, uh, an Englishman with a posh, posh accent and a black man with a French accent. Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I wasn't going... Wow. Sure. I have a posher accent, and I'm not posh at all. Right. I mean, he has a London accent. You, you don't get any less... Well... Oh, but you don't get any generally any less posh than that, apart from Holland. An so. East an East London accent, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, sp sp yeah. Speaking of Hall, Sarah Wilson's on assignment this week. That's just going to be our go-to line. Uh, Mark is in Vegas with his wife. He's going to try to call in. Hank is stuck at his in-laws. Uh, do not know if Hank scored last week, but we will ask him. <laughs> then we'll ask him about the soccer game. If anybody wants to make that joke. Um, but I do know that his side was the winning side in the Rev Supporters uh, Cup last week. And it is a team game, as we all right. know. Right. There is no, there's yeah. no I in team, but there's an M and an E. Um, so going back to Breck Shea, 
Uh, he was not made available after the game uh, by Coach Charles Hyman. Hyman, in his uh, post-game comments, basically said, I'm not going to talk about it. He's in enough trouble as it is. Leave it at that. Um, fast forward to Friday. Uh, excuse me, Thursday, Shea sends out a, 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 it was either on tweet, a tweet or it was on Instagram, a picture of he was playing PGA 13 on the Xbox or something. It was like, spending all day clearing my head. Then the next day is Friday. He's not at training. Um, told he was, the line was he was uh, given the day off to uh, just kind of calm down. And then going into Saturday's game, no Fabian Castillo due to yellow card accumulation. Um, just now getting David Ferreira back. Still kind of working with some injuries. Um, and they decide to not even include Shea on the 18-man roster. He wasn't even in the building. It's um, When you have that kind of situation, what you really need is to play a team, apparently just playing out the season until they get a new manager in place. So it was fortunate that they had the Timbers showing up, really. team that hasn't won on the road in all season. They have, they've won twice in two years in the league. I mean, it's, it's, they have a great or a pretty good home record. And I don't know if you can make excuses by saying that, oh, well, you know, they have such a good home support, then going away from home is naturally going to be a come down. I don't really buy that. I just don't think the team's very good. And it gets masked when they're playing at home. Well, and, um, I mean, there's two weeks in a row they've conceded five. Right, and and one of the one of the quotes from the uh, the interim coach GM was, you know what? I think we overachieved a little bit last season. Yeah, that's that, that's hardly. Wow. Um, and they dropped four starters for the game yesterday. I mean, they 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 dropped uh, Boyd, who's who's a, de- a designated player. They dropped Nagby. They dropped Dewsbury, who's ostensibly the captain, and they dropped. I actually can't remember who the other guy they dropped was. Um, but it wasn't a huge surprise to see them go down so tamely. Um, and it, I actually didn't watch the game live. I was out yesterday, but I saw the, the, you know, the, the condensed highlights on MLS Live. Steve, Stephen Smith was the one that you were thinking of. Stephen Smith, yes. Yeah. So he's another guy they've brought in this year. And he's, he's come from Scotland, so I would assume that he's not on 44K minimum. So it just seems weird that they would do that. Um, and they've already said that Gavin Wilkinson is not going to get the job full-time. They're going to appoint somebody in the off-season. So it's almost though they've written off the season this year, which is, I don't want to say understandable, but when you have a team who made noises about making the playoffs at the beginning of the year, it makes you question what they're doing. Well, and, and Wilkinson uh, has said he doesn't want the job. In the three games since he's taken over, mm-hmm. the what was that? That was my phone vibrating. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, we will get to you guys in the chat room in just a second. Uh, since taking over, the Timbers are 0-3, and they've been outscored 11-3. to Sole occupants of last place in the Western Conference, 19 points from 20 games. Yeah, it's... it's um, you know, And what we've been saying for the past... No, I don't know if our multitude of listeners know, but I do follow Portland myself. And what we've been saying is, well, at least we're not as bad as Dallas. Um... And that seems to have turned around because I think they're still behind us, but it's not going to take take long before they, they catch up with this kind of tear. Um, they lost 5-3 home to LA last weekend, um, and it could have been 10-7. I mean, it was that kind of a but, game. But that was a great game, though. It was a very good game to watch, uh, unless you're a big fan of stuff like defending. Right. Um, and then I think they, they lost at Chivas in midweek. Was it Chivas they played? Um, but they lost 1-0 there. 
and then to lose 5-0 away. I mean, you know, going to Dallas is not anyone's idea of fun, let's be honest. Um, but you need to at least put in a performance to try and make an effort. It just seemed after the first, they were 2 down at half-time, they came out after half-time, and it was almost as though they didn't really care. Right? It, it's baffling. And, and they only really, and they had one shot in the game that was from Mike Vecito in the ninth minute that went off the post. Uh, yeah, and ironically, if that goes in, you're probably looking at an entirely different game if you're one right. up. And then you turn around and, and you get a, a, an own goal. Um, yeah. I want to say that. I say entirely different. It might have been five one instead of five nil. Well, right, but that well yeah. maybe that changes tactics. Maybe you know after that own goal, it's one one, and then you see what happens from there. But uh, Dallas's possession was up in the seventy uh, percent most of the game. Yeah, that's, that's not good enough. Yeah, and Chabala had a horrible game yesterday. He he'd been brought in to replace probably Smith actually. Um, and a couple of goals he dusted off. You don't stand off David Ferreira and give him time to pick a pass there. That's just no. him to have the goal. No, and I thought he really controlled the pace in midfield yesterday. Yeah, and that's who Dallas need because they've missed him a lot since he got injured at the beginning of last season. Then he's had a couple of comebacks that haven't quite worked out because he got injured again for you know, unrelated things to his original injury. Right. But now he seems to be fit. I think that I'm not going to suggest they're going to tear up the league again, but I think they're not going to be in the bottom. For much longer. I think they will. I think uh, they will regain some form. Uh, let's quickly jump in the chat room. Uh, hello, Scamhead. We are talking MLS. Uh, Brian Bentley in Dallas. Chris Ballard there in Connecticut. Uh, I am an FC Dallas uh, fan. Chris is a Portland fan. Normally, the way the show works, there's three other hosts, each following a different team, and we discuss soccer. Um, Stephen Smith and Chris Boyd, both ex-Rangers players. When Boyd played for Rangers, he scored a shed load of goals but didn't turn up in the big games. So I'm going to guess that you are uh, joining us from overseas, Scam. Can we uh, get confirmation of that? It's, uh... I always feel with, with people who come in from Scotland that I, I might annoy our sole listener, but um, you see a lot of players score a lot of goals in Scotland. Frankly, I fancy myself to score 10 goals in that league. <laughs> um, and I have, I have the pace of a stone snail, so I don't imagine that... I'd be anywhere else, but they, they do seem to be, if you're not playing for one of Celtic or Rangers, then you're really nowhere. Well, well I was going to say, Celtic. technically. Yeah. Um, and Boyd has been good on occasion this year. He scored a, a few good goals. Um, his biggest problem has been the service, um, because Spencer played a very narrow kind of a game. That isn't really what Boyd needs. And we, we had the same problem last year with Cooper. Cooper isn't somebody you need to have as a focal point of your attack through the middle. Need someone getting crosses into him, and as you saw yesterday, of Cooper, he's got two goals from crosses. Right. So, oh, um, man, joining us from Scotland, excellent, sir. Thank you. Free Scotland, yeah. So it's uh, well, let, let's. It's baffling that you sign someone like Boyd and, and don't give him the service that he needs. Is that? Um, and we've talked about this. It was this. It's the system that killed Spencer in Portland because we've seen Boyd with some phenomenal goals. He had a great goal against LA. Uh, made a, a fantastic curl in the box and was able to get a touch on the ball. Um, same kind of goal he scored against Seattle. Yeah. And last week against L.A., he scored a free kick from 25 yards. Um, L.A., uh, Portland's first goal was from another free kick of his where he did a very similar thing, free kick from 25 yards that someone was able to put the rebound in. So, I mean, he's shown that he can do the job in the league. Um, it's just that they're not providing the service and it's interesting that Kenny Miller's just come over to Vancouver he said segueing neatly right. um, because they're shipping out a lot of their strikers they are. 
so they're clearly, you know, Martin Rennie, clearly, another Scotsman, has clearly got a plan in mind, and they're not a team struggling. I mean, they're doing really well. They actually play San Jose tonight in what should be a yes. really entertaining game. But they got rid of Latou. They got rid of uh, Longtan, went to DC United. They got rid of Ashley in midweek in a trade with Toronto, which I'm very happy about because I think Ashley's great. You know, so whenever, whenever I saw that that trade had gone down, my first thought was, why did he not come here? We need a striker so bad. Yeah, but, I mean, it's Dallas. So, we, I mean, we do. Know. With Blas Perez still, uh, still injured, even you know, from a World Cup qualifying game, we really need him up top. Yeah, it's, it's just... I mean, it was funny because at the beginning of the season, we were looking at Vancouver saying, wow, they've got a lot of strikers. Right. And suddenly they don't have that many. They're, they've got Miller. They've got Matux, who has done... I mean, he's a candidate for Rookie of the Year. He's done really well. Um, he was, I think he was the first pick in the draft, wasn't he? Uh, no. Um, uh, 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 Wenger was, was, yeah, because yes. he went to... Mon- yeah, that's right, because they thought he would be the first pick. And they ended up going with Matux. <laughs> Scam head. Kenny Scam. Miller should score. Kenny Miller would score for fun. <laughs> But I said that about Boyd, and I said that about who, who did I say that about last year? Luke Wood? No, Luke Wood is. Um, I can't remember who it was, but um, yeah, I mean Kenny Miller's done very well for Scotland and for Rangers, but so had Chris Boyd really. And it's interesting that that teams seem to be looking at Scottish players from the Scottish league. I don't know if. I mean, I don't know, maybe Scamhead can probably tell us. He was at Cardiff, I think, last year. Was he at Cardiff or Birmingham in the Championship? He didn't do a whole amount there, so you know, I don't know whether he's getting towards the end of his career he's looking for a payday. He's a designated player, which means he's on at least 350k a year. Um, now, probably a lot more Now, Chris, uh, we've spoken before about the different widths of different fields. How when Kansas City was playing in the old baseball stadium, he had a much, much narrower field. Uh, what is the field like there at Geldwin? Is, is the reason they played a more narrow style is because they're on a narrow field? Or let's try to... I'm, I'm trying to, to find a, a, I guess, phys- it's physical funny, evidence. It, it's funny you mention that because the perception is that it's very narrow. But any football pitch has only got a, a range of about four yards that it is allowed to be in. I think it's 97 to 102 yards. That, that's probably not wide, is it? Yeah, I can't remember the exact dimensions, but you know, there's a, you you can't make it ten yards wide, for example. There's a certain right, right. Uh, limit to how wide or how narrow you can make it. I believe Portland is is on the narrow side of that. But that being said, you still have plenty of space. It's not like you're having to line up single file to walk towards right. the goal. Um, and I think it's more the style of Portland playing because they played with Nagby, they played with um, Alexander at times. Uh, they played with uh, Songo, who I, I think Songo should be playing every game because he's been terrific. Um, but they're not getting the crosses in. They always almost seem to have a bit of a, and this is probably a surprise, but a bit of Arsenalitis where they want to dribble the ball in and score from two yards. Um, and that's not what they, they're good at. They're good at getting the ball in to, to Boyd or Mwanga. I mean, I think Mwanga would score more goals if they were to get crosses in. Jutesbury is somebody who can usually arrive late in the box. Um, and they're very good on set pieces. You know, I think most of their goals this season have come from corners and free kicks. So it's kind of baffling that the coaching staff haven't made an effort to capitalise on that style of play that seems to do well for them. Now, that said, you don't know what kind of um, push they're getting from the ownership. Maybe the ownership is saying, hey, we should be playing 
a Barcelona type style, which is great if you're Barcelona, but if you're Portland Timbers and you don't have the players, um, it's not ideal. And I don't know what kind of, like I said, I don't know what kind of pushback they've had from ownership about the style of play they have, because I get the impression that Merritt Paulson would probably micromanage. You think maybe? He might tweet it. Yeah. Yeah. He'd tweet yeah. about it and probably you know, do a survey. Yeah, probably. Um, Let's, uh, you want to talk about the, the, uh, whoops. Let's talk about, uh, very quick, we'll just cover quick, uh, rival games as, uh, Real Salt Lake gets back on, uh, gets back in the win column, taking the Rocky Mountain Cup from Colorado. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, you would have felt that Real Salt Lake would win that. Colorado was struggling at the moment. He dropped Casey and Cummings, I think, yesterday, and he started with Casio and, I can't remember who else he started with last year, um, uh, last year's today, but he, they're not playing well, and I think Oscar Perez under, under pressure because he has this style he wants to play, but he doesn't have the players. Um, actually, Real Salt Lake's goal was slightly fortunate because it was a weak back pass. Up to that stage, it was fairly even. Um, and, you know, Drew Moore had a goal ruled off for offside, which was... Uh, Marginal, should we say? He probably was offside, but one of those that you see allowed occasionally. Right. Um, I think Colorado are a team in decline. Uh, they haven't really brought any players in. It's not their style to bring designated players in most of the time, but they need someone to provide some firepower because Cummings and Casey have been their go-to guys for three seasons, four seasons now. And Cummings is always they, the one that seems to be discussed uh, on the way out. Yeah. And in case he was injured for a long time, they brought in Caleb Folan last year from Hull. Right. We know we know what imports from Hull are like generally, so um, it wasn't a surprise to see him moved on after a year. So, you know, I, I don't really think that they're a very good team. Real Salt Lake are a good team, so it wasn't a massive surprise to see them win again. Uh, then last night in the Super Classico, the uh, what a stupid name sponsored by sponsored by Honda. Oh, was it really? Galaxy Galaxy three yeah. one over Chivas. Uh, yeah, I mean Chivas won the last one, didn't they? They won their home leg one nil, I think it was. You know, not probably four or five weeks into the season. Right. Um, but last night, LA pretty pretty good. I watched most of that game. Um, Donovan with two, Robbie Keane with the with the third one, Beckham with two assists. Um, do you think you think uh, Robbie Keane was bagging it up until the uh, Euros? Yeah, I, I think he was. I think he was. You know, I think he was aware that this was probably going to be his last international tournament. They're probably not going to make the World Cup, and even if they do, he's probably going to be too old. Right. Um, and you got the impression he was kind of coasting through the games before the tournament, um, which is a shame because he could have done with actually showing up to the tournament like the rest of the Irish team. But since he's come back, he's been very good. I don't know. The team has improved regardless. I think you have Beckham playing angry, which always helps. Another yellow card for him uh, last night, by the way. Another, I know, shocking. They should just give that to him first off and, and, and just have done with it. Say, so, right, you have your yellow. Um, and he should have been sent off, mate. We've, I'm sure we've discussed on this prep yes. before, especially with Mark here. You know, he does well not to get sent off more often. Or at well, we've discussed, we have uh, discussed that there is a separate set of rules for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, they make a designated player rule for him. I'm sure they're going to make other rules as well. Um, but it was a pretty routine win. Um, once it got to 2-1, you thought, oh, here we go, this is going to be fun. But then they scored again 
LA School Death Goal about five minutes afterwards. So didn't right, and she well, and she was hurting because they were without uh, holding midfielder Osvaldo Minda, uh, dislocated shoulder in training last weekend. Peter Peter Hannes suffered a hamstring strain in Wednesday's victory over Portland, and Juan Aguadella has been out for uh, this is his fourth straight game. So you you kind yeah, of you kind of expected I... a Galaxy win. Yeah, but then again, you've expected a Galaxy win since the beginning of the season, and they've lost how many? That's now? true. You know, I mean, they do seem to have improved significantly over the past, well, since the Euros finished, really. Um, Beckham, for all of his faults, is playing really well. Um, he scored two last week. That being said, you don't give someone of his quality, even if he's 90, you don't give him that much space. He had a, he had a goal on the 81st Wednesday at Vancouver. As they, yeah, they stole a point, Bruce Arena said. Well, Bruce Arena, I tend not to listen to too much Bruce Arena says. Um, but well, I mean, if you're two, LA were two 0 up, weren't they? Were they two 0 up and came back to two 0 Yeah, Vancouver was up two 0 and ended up yeah, right. the yeah, most dangerous, so, the I mean, most dangerous lead in football, soccer. That is such a cliche. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, oh, it, I was looking in the chat room. He was asking if uh, Beckham had a bust up with Robson. I'm assuming you mean Barry Robson. Um, one of the most famous Barrys playing football. Um, that's him and Gareth Barry. That's it. Um, I actually didn't see the game. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, because Beckham seems to be, since he had that Olympic let down, he seems to be in a bit of a tear with anyone who crosses his path. Um, and that kind of speaks to what we were just saying about how Beckham seems to have one rule for him and one rule for everyone else. And, and um, Did you see that game, Brian? I did not see last night's game. Uh, actually, Robson has been, and uh, I, you know, because it, it was not anywhere. Oh, it was. I think it was on MLS Live or something. Oh. But um, which, of course, you have as a loyal MLS supporter. Yeah. Um, actually, Robson, when he when Robson first came over, and I'm deviating a little bit, I know, I was uninspired. But he's been playing really well the last few games. He scored his first goal, I think, last weekend. Actually, it was his first goal was against um, against LA. And he's done very well, I think. Be looking forward to the game tonight. Uh, Scam had at, was in the chat room. He's joining us from uh, Scotland. And he says they don't get much MLS football over there, and he has to make do with the net. And I don't think he, I don't think he can get MLS live over there, right? It's only, it's only uh, U.S. and Canada. Yeah, it's, it's only U.S. IP addresses. I think ESPN UK covers the game every so often, but with the time difference, it's usually 1 o'clock in the right. morning. Um, I would hope that next year... MLS kind of, because MLS seems to have these aspirations to be a well, you know, well-regarded league worldwide, and if they're not letting anybody watch it, that's never going to happen. So, you would hope that they would have some kind of MLS live package available abroad, well, and, even if right, and especially if you've, you've got the uh, Champions League champions here this week to play in an All-Star game. You might think maybe somebody in the UK might want to watch their team, even if it's an international friendly, play that game, but. Yeah. Um, actually, are we going to talk about the All-Star game? Yeah, go ahead. Um, it sucks. I hate the All-Star game. I think it's a stupid idea. I think because, and this might be an unpopular view, it may not be, I don't know. But the thing with having a team like Chelsea, it's been Manchester United in the past, I think with West Ham one year for some unknown reason. Yep. Um, well, West Ham was, was kind of good at that point. Yeah, it's going back a while now. Um, but for some reason, they seem to think that having a, a European side come over and probably beat the MLS All-Stars is a good idea. Um, first off, it's in the middle of the season, which 
it's great for the European sides because they're in pre-season, but um, that means that players are taken away from their club at a pretty critical time of the season for playoffs and that kind of thing. Um, they play All-Star Gamers in PPR Park this year, I think. Right. Which actually isn't so bad, but in the past they played it in, in grounds where they're not even grass, so they have to overlay with actual grass, which makes the maps horrible. I don't know if anybody saw the Chelsea game against um, Seattle the other night. Yes. Um, but, I mean, that was, you know, the balance on that grass was deader than disco. It was horrible. Um, and it, it, it's kind of a, it's a no-win situation for MLS because if they get hammered, it's like, oh, you know, EPL is so much better than MLS. Why am I watching this? And if they win, it's, oh, well, Chelsea are in preseason. Right. And I, and I think it's, it's kind of, it's a pretty cynical money-making attempt on the part of SUM, who own part of MLS as well. And I was seeing a, uh, a discussion on Twitter earlier because all of the World Football Challenge games are advertised pretty heavily on the MLS site. But other games that aren't, that are, that are featuring MLS teams but aren't part of this official World Football Challenge are nowhere to be seen. Right. And that seems a bit much. I just don't like the idea of having mid-season friendlies at all. Well, and, and, I mean, and there's, there's, there's one up in your neck of the woods tonight there, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and actually before I, I came on the air, I was telling Brian, listeners, uh, all 300 of you. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, That's I know. Like, well, look, we've got to sell it somehow, like, Brian. They all listen to it 100 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a press pass to go to Yankee Stadium and watch it. I... I just didn't want to go. Um, you know, I have no desire to watch Paris Saint-Germain, the Man City of France, play Chelsea. Um, it could be fun to watch on TV. I'm actually going to tape it and probably watch the highlights later on, but I didn't want to... I mean, I'm an hour and a half from the Yankee Stadium, so I didn't want to drive down there and pay the $50 for parking. Uh, I um, can't say that about yeah. let, let me, Let's go back to your, your all-star um, story. Rant? Well, no, just let's provide some, some facts. What, what kind of show do you think this is, Brian? I, I, <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, it's, um, yeah. Since the game, since the uh, MLS All Star Game started in '96, it's only been East West one, two, three, four, five, six times. In 1998, it was the MLS USA versus the MLS World. Then they switched back to the uh, East West format for three more years. Then in '02, it was the MLS All Stars against the US team. Uh, that would be just after the World right. Cup, right? Oh three was the MLS okay. All Stars against Guadalajara at the Home Depot Center. Oh uh, four was back to East West. Then in oh five it was Fulham. Oh six was Chelsea. Oh uh, seven was Celtic. Oh eight was what the aforementioned West Ham United from BMO Field in Toronto. Oh nine Everton. Yep. Oh nine Everton. Ten and eleven Man U and Chelsea again in twelve. I mean, it's a pretty good coup for them to get Chelsea because they probably would have booked it before they won the European Championship. Yeah, they had to have. So, I mean, that's pretty fortunate for them that they got... And they had Manchester United when they were European champions, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty fortunate. Um, I, I just... I, the point of this game is clearly to make money because they're not going to make people who watch European football suddenly love MLS. Well, here, hey, um, here because, you're right here. Scamhead, you're in Scotland. Do you care at all as a soccer fan overseas, that Chelsea is playing the MLS All-Stars, and if you had access to it, would you watch it? 
And of course, now we have to wait for the lag. I know it's okay. We can we can fill. <laughs> uh, and to answer Scamman's question, yes, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea and PSG play tonight. Yes, and Chelsea have another game afterwards, right? Don't they play down in Miami at some point? I know that AC Milan and uh, Real Madrid play in Miami. I know that. No, AC Milan and Real Madrid play at Yankee Stadium. Oh, no, it's, then it's uh, it's AC Milan and Chelsea in Miami on the 20, uh, 28th. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Well, that's next Saturday, isn't it? That's going to be fun. Sorry, there seems to be delay in my video and chat watching on my iPhone. It's great talking to you guys. Yeah. Well, that's good. We're always happy to have a listener. I, if, so, Scamman, if you want, if you want to Skype in for a few minutes, we'll make it happen. We would love to have you on. I know there's a there's a time difference there. It's well after midnight, it's quarter past midnight. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to Skype in, we can make that happen for a minute or two. If not, we can we can arrange it and have you come on next week. We like to have interesting people on. We have Dean from Manchester, and yeah, we have Dean from Manchester. I mean, we have Mark on occasionally, but that's really just a charity thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark, who is in Vegas with his wife this week before the NFL season starts, his wife works for the NFL Network. Uh, Scamhead responding, I, he's trying to find a stream for the MLS All-Star game as we speak. Uh, I think he's probably trying to find a stream for the Chelsea PSG game. Yes, I mean, it's on a... Oh, it doesn't really matter what it's on. I don't on the, is it only ESPN three? Because I think the Chelsea game's on Fox Soccer tonight. Oh no, you're right. It is Fox. I'm sorry. It is a Fox Soccer yeah. game tonight. Because um, it's not part. Which is funny because it's the first time I've turned Fox Soccer on since the end of the, of the Premiership season. I haven't watched it at all. I accidentally stumbled upon it the other day, and it was uh, a, it was a couple of weeks ago that uh, that Lionel Messi rain soaked All Star game. From Miami, I think I watched five or ten minutes of. Oh, did you watch that? I think his most impressive appearance this year has been in the Herbalife commercial myself. He's a phenomenal basketball that? player. Oh, it was horrific, wasn't it? Wow. And the commercial afterwards was for Pepsi, also featuring Messi. Right. That guy must pee like a rake. And drug buddy. I mean... <laughs> well, what he does is he uses the Herbalife to counteract the high sugar intake. Oh, I see, yeah. Uh, this game it says being a Rangers and Chelsea fan, he always likes to watch the game. So, as an international fan that is a Chelsea fan, I'm assuming if he had access to it, he'd like to watch that game. But it's still a cash grab for Donny. Yeah, I mean they're gonna get. I, I don't know what Bianca's team holds. I'm gonna guess forty, fifty, or sixty thousand people. The tickets are really expensive. I think they start at like sixty-five, seventy dollars, which is a lot to watch it in a baseball game, right. a baseball stadium. Um, and ironically, the the most expensive tickets are at home plate, which is close to the center line, the where they've oriented the orientated. Right. I'm going to be English. Orientated the pitch. Um, yeah, set up. Um, but of course, you're not right next to it because you've got the whole gap from the first, you know, the first and third right. plates, I suppose. Right. Um, so you've got that gap between that and the sideline. I, I would guess they're probably going to put the benches there as well. So. It doesn't seem like a good experience to watch as a fan. Um, I mean, you know, maybe it'll it'll make a bit of a tremble in the uh, the New York media, but I doubt it because no one really cares. No. Um, and Hank talked about no, watching yeah. watching uh, hockey at uh, at Fenway last week. About it's just it's a terrible setup. You're you're trying to fit a rectangle inside of a, a square inside of a triangle. 
Yeah, it doesn't. I think they have a, a, a football game at Fenway. Aren't Liverpool and Roma playing at Fenway? Yes. I mean, that makes a bit more sense because of the ownership groups. So I guess you can kind of say, well, they're probably happy to do that. But, but it's still the same kind of yeah. a wedge. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and Fenway is not a good place to watch baseball. Yeah, games, there's so. yeah they they sell instructed <laughs> seats there. Yeah, um, let's let's play uh, let's play GM just for a minute, and we'll, okay. we'll wrap up with this. Did I, did I miss anything else? Kenny Cooper with two goals yesterday, very impressive. Yeah, he hasn't scored for a while, nope. um, unless it was Sebastian Latou, but we we can't really tell half the time. Well, I want to thank Kenny Cooper for scoring two goals yesterday after I dropped him from my fantasy league, suffering through his five week drought. Um. Uh. Do do do. Let's play GM. Okay. You. Uh. Let's. You are. You're the general manager of FC Dallas. Oh really? How did I get that gig? You were the ninth caller. Oh, and yeah. you're also <laughs> one through eight. Right. Um. Where do you trade Bre- Breck Shea? Anywhere he will take him. Um. I. I think that. They haven't done very well since he's come back. Um, mainly after the Olympic disappointment, actually. When they didn't qualify for the Olympics, he seemed to be very, you know, he seemed to be very down. I don't know how much his training sessions with Arsenal in the off-season had to do with it. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be a come down for these guys to come back from, you know, training with Arsenal and then coming back to Frisco. I mean, not just Frisco, but anyway. Right. Coming um, back to the States. Yeah. Uh, where you know you, you see these guys and they're pampered everywhere they go, and suddenly you're back in the middle of you know less season and you're playing in front of ten thousand crowds sometimes, which is a shame. Um, I, they need a striker, so you want to trade him to someone with a striker. That would have been Vancouver until three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody has strikers going begging because most of them will need. To, I mean, I don't know if Montreal have a striker they can let go. No, they have Dubio. Um, who Dubai's been playing okay, but he hasn't been turning up any trees. It's just no good. No good. No, no go ahead. No, and uh, Montreal needs something because they're not playing well at all. I think they have aspirations to make the playoffs first time around, um, which is unlikely. But you know, I guess it's to their credit they're not. You know, they're not using first season as an excuse. Right. Um, I just I don't know if Breck, I think Brexit's next move will be out of the league. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him hang on to the end of the season and then go somewhere in Europe. Probably not a premiership side. Uh, if it is, it'll be a team. It could be someone like Reading who've come up and are struggling at that time of the year. I don't, I, I don't if, think, I don't think he can, I think he's so, um, let me try to put my thoughts together here. I think that his stock has fallen so much. And whatever mental issue he has right now, if it is the Olympic letdown, if it is playing out of position, if it is the frustration of losing 13 or 14 games in a row, um, uh, if it's that, or if he just needs the challenge of somewhere else, I think if he's going to go anywhere, it's probably going to be, I think, if you want to shoot on the high side, maybe Bundesliga. See, Bundesliga is a good league to get into, and there are quite a few Americans there. So if he could find a team with another American that could help him acclimate a bit better. Right. Um, I mean, I think more Americans should be going to the Bundesliga. I know there's a there's a language barrier, unless you're one of the Americans who was born in Germany. Right. Um, but I think the pressure there is less than it would be in the Premiership. 
Um, I mean, you saw with Tim Ream last year. He went to Bolton, a good move at the time, but now he's playing in the championship. Right. Well, look at um, Stu Holden. Stu Holden sat here on a $27,000 contract, move over, got hurt twice yeah. badly. Uh, and now yeah, he. And that being said, I mean, he's on pretty significant cash now, which makes a huge difference. Right. I mean, he, it's much better being injured on a million pounds a year than it is being on 27 grand a year. But he also, but he also did the did the honourable thing and said, I'm, you know, I'm going to stay Bolton even if they get relegated. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's a good. I mean, actually, that's interesting that you mentioned that because you remember on Yewu at Milan, he was injured for a year and said he played this, his last contract for yep. free, which I, unheard of. I would never have predicted. I can't imagine anybody else would do and, that. And that was the thing is he he was on loan from uh, Porto. Yeah, and said, you know what? They not fair. I'm do it for free. Yeah, which is so, a good, I'm, I'm, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good reference. Yeah, can I, so, can I throw uh, out where I would trade Breck Shea? Yeah, go and pair him with Aguadel. That would be fun. I mean, I think Shea has the attributes to be a really, really good player. I just mean a good player for MLS, but I mean he could be a really good Premiership player. Yeah. Or you know, it, he has the he has all the physical attributes, which I guess speaks a lot to the system of coaching that the US. Uh, adopts, you know, has adopted until fairly recently, but he's very skillful as well. Um, some of the things he did for the US team just immediately after Klinsman came in were unbelievable, and it was not a surprise that he went to train in England. Um, Arsenal was probably a bit of a surprise, but you know, it wasn't a shock to see uh, big teams interested in him. But he needs to get out of this rut that he finds himself in, and. And Agudelo, when he could be a good combination. And Agudelo is probably, I know he's been injured, but since he left New York, he seems to have thrived as well. And he scored a couple of goals, seems to be enjoying himself. And that's why I say that, because uh, they've got Minda, they've got uh, um, um, the Joker, uh, Cesar Romero there. They've got some great talent, and they're starting to kind of turn it around. I'm not saying that they're going to be world beaters, but they've been performing really well. Um, but you look at the like you know Dallas basically taking uh, Juan de Guzman for it. Yeah, that was another surprise. That was. Um, in a, in a trade uh, late last weekend, sending off right winger Andrew Wiedemann, um when they have Danielle Hern- scored the winner. Yeah, and, and that was my next point. Scored the winner. So I think it's kind of to the point where I don't know that Dallas would ask for a striker back. They they just may say. You know, make it make an allocation make, money yeah, or draft it, picks. Allocation money and draft picks. Because right now, I think the, kind of the line that's coming out is we can't really do anything because we're so the way our we're set financially. So I think it would be an allocation money and draft pick. That would be my guess. Uh, yeah. Scamhead says, "Do you guys ever see Bedoya play at all? He signed for Rangers last season. I've still and I've still to see him play." He'll probably play more than season after all players have left, including Adu and Boca Negre. Is he any good? I have seen him play a couple of times. I saw him play actually for, uh, I think his team in Denmark was called Oribro. Oribro. Um, he had a trial at Birmingham. He's a pretty talented player. Um, he's one of those guys who skipped MLS entirely and went straight to a European league. You see that a lot with, not so much now, but when he was first no, starting. I think he's 25 or 26 now. Um, so his first contract was, I think, in 2009. The league minimum was probably about $35,000, which is nothing. And you can probably make more than that 
at a lower league team over in Denmark, Norway or Sweden. Um, he's He's got ability. He doesn't seem to have um, really been picked up by Klinsmann uh, for the US team, which is a surprise considering Klinsmann's preference for players already playing in Europe. Um, I don't know what's happening with Rangers at the moment. I mean, I think they're going up to playing in the third division. Um, and, I, you know, um, I'm a Talker United fan, as anybody who ever watches this knows. And, and I look down on the, the third division of Scottish football as kind of small. So, you know, I think, well, Torquay get 3,000 a week for their games. And some of the attendances in the Scottish Division 3 are 500, 600. Um, so I would be surprised if Bedoya stays, frankly. Um, I don't know what his contract situation is. I think Edu and Bocanegra could both be coming back stateside again. Which would be interesting to see who gets him in the uh, in the allocation. I don't know who's first in the allocation order. That would be Portland. I think, uh, well, they could use a centre half. They could use both of them. But um, yeah, it's it's to answer your question. I kind of finally got around to it. I, I think he's a good player. Um, I just have doubts as to whether or not he will um, stay because he's twenty five, twenty six, I think. Um, he's getting to the stage of his career where he needs to be playing in front of the, the US national team coach, especially as we get towards qualifying. You know, the qualifying's already kicked off, so if he wants if he has any pretensions of making the World Cup squad, assuming the US qualify, um, he needs to be playing in front of Klinsman, uh, not just in Europe, but in front of him on a regular basis. That includes being um, you know, in the top two divisions of England or the top divisions in Spain, Germany, maybe France or Belgium. But I don't think that vision of Scottish football is going to help. Sorry, excuse me. I'm uh, exchanging messages here with Scamhead in the chat room. I'm going to try to get him, uh, see if he'll join us live next week. Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested to kind of get perceptions of MLS from from Brits and, and foreigners, as it were, because I tend to get very defensive um, about MLS as a league. Um no, I've been here for actually six years next week, um, and I think the league's a lot of fun. Um, having grown up with football that's not the greatest, um, shall we say, I don't care if the league isn't technically great. I just want to watch competitive football. Right. Um, and MLS is probably the most competitive football we're going to see, simply because of the parity that we enforce. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I speak to people back home and say, oh, MLS is a joke league. Um, no, it's not. Well, and it's not um, a retirement league either. Yeah, I mean Beckham has had to work. I mean he had a he had a couple of years where he was given a free ride because ooh Beckham, but in the last couple of years he's been given a hard time and he's performed. Right. Um, you know he got a contract extension last year. I thought he was he would have been my vote for player of the year last year. Um, so you know it's, it's it's a lot of fun. I just people like Piers Morgan don't help. It's got to be said, but. Piers Morgan doesn't help anybody. He should just jump off a cliff. Oh, I'm not a fan either. Oh, actually, I, I just reading the chat room. I see Scam had said that Bodoy has said he'll stay, which, frankly, is a surprise. I mean, fair play to him. And the good thing about that is, if they end up going up the leagues again, and he's a guy who stayed, then the fans there are going to absolutely love right. him. And you don't get that kind of adulation if you're a player moving around. A right. So it, it could work out to be for his benefit as a, you know, as a player in Scotland, and he could be well one half of Glasgow is always going to be happy to see him. 
Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, I, I, I'm done. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. Um, I mentioned Vancouver's trade moves, which is which are baffling. Right. But we'll see how they go. They're doing well in the Western Conference. You expect to make the playoffs. Um, is you know, Rennie really has had his chance to put his mark on the teams. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I just sort of. Yeah, I watch Scottish football. I can't judge any league. <laughs> yeah. You're a perfect MLS fodder then. No, I watch, like I say, I watch League Two. Oh, and by the way, unrelated to anything but Talk United, I think we're actually going to win Division Three this year. League Two. I think we're uh, really going to do well because we actually have a team. And they were training with the Royal Marines last week, so that's good. Hey, oh. Yeah. And, and you know what? To uh, uh, speak to the uh, Skamehead and, and being willing to watch MLS or being. Sort of a fan of it. Uh, our buddy Dean in Manchester, he's an enormous uh, San Jose Earthquakes fan. How long has he been a San Jose Earthquakes fan for? This, uh, he's been a huge Wondolowski fan. And did, did we get him a shirt and swap at the table? Uh, we did swap the table. He did get a, he got a Galaxy shirt. Uh, Mark was recruiting yeah. him very heavily, and he discovered uh, Wondolowski, and he's become a, a Earthquakes fan. But I think there's a George Best connection there for him as well. Yeah, that makes so. sense. Wondolowski. Wondolowski, oh, there's a Dan Huckabee connection too as yeah. well. I don't know if you've watched Norwich or anyone, but Wondolowski is fantastic. I mean, he's a good player. He's a, I don't know if you've ever spoken to him when he's come down to Dallas, Brian, but he's such a down-to-earth kind of a guy. And as someone who's seen footballers kind of disappear up their own backsides in the past 10 or 15 years, it's kind of nice to see. Well, and I've never heard anything but nice things about him. Our, our good friend uh, Robert Jonas speaks very highly of him. Um, and you like to see it. I mean, this is a guy that was a reserve in Houston. Now look at him. Yeah. Yeah. And he, boy, is he 27, 28? He's not making fortunes. He moved from Houston to San Jose. And I think in his first year, he got 18, 19 goals, I think. So he's clearly something in the Bay Area working out for him. So you always like to see American players do well in the in the domestic league. It's not just about Beckham and Ornery and the rest. Right, and he's creeping up on uh, on Roy Lasseter's MLS scoring record here with about ten games to go. So, I, yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for him to do it. And I'll be honest with you. I was when he when he scored a PK the other night that was just it was called back uh, for encroachment against Dallas. I was like, I was excited because uh, you just can't help but root for the kid. And then Kevin Hartman saved the second attempt. So I was, I was, you know, I was like, oh yeah, well, well, good, you know, good for Hartman. Yeah. Yeah, Manju Hartman seems to fill the pitch, to fill the goal these days. He's getting a little bit on the chunky side for a goalkeeper, isn't he? Um, some colors are not as slimming as black, I think is what you're trying to say. About I always player. want to call him Carmen, and that's the problem. No, okay. <laughs> very, very, he's a very nice guy. Is he? You can't you can twist the knife like I can, because you know he's him. He's a very See? nice guy. I'm, I'm happy to be a keyboard warrior and abuse people at him. Oh, no, I say it. I don't care. They, they know. They know I'm an idiot anyway. Well, I'm like you know. I'm going to say this online, and four people are going to hear it. Those are the other four people that host the show, but they're still going to hear it. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the other four people on the show, let me do these plugs real quick. Uh, you can follow me online at Twitter underscore Dumb. You can follow Sarah at Whole Bird. Uh, she recently got her B coaching license. By the way, that was. Uh, I think she got that. On Monday or Tuesday, and tweeted out that picture. Uh, you can follow Mark at SC underscore Beaner Lights, L-I-T-E-S. Uh, you must have a sense of humor to follow him. You can follow Hank at Hesco5. Uh, you can also follow at TMR Podcast. That's themidnightride.us. And then he's got 
the American Soccer Podcast, which is AS, at AS Podcast. Is that right, Chris? Oh, AAS. All-American Soccer Podcast. I'm so glad I went with two A's and not two S's there. A, at AAS Podcast, the All-American Soccer Podcast. Mr. Ballard is at Chris J. Ballard or at CSRN. Uh, no, at ATL CSRN. Or you can check it. That's okay. They can't hear you because uh, your mic's shut off here. So, uh, Scamhead, you might want to check out uh, at ATL CSRN on Twitter or CSRN USA. Chris does a show called Around the League. It's an MLS wrap, weekly MLS wrap-up show. Uh, you might want to check that out. It's available on iTunes and on their website at ATL at uh, CSRN USA. You can follow us at Top of the Table TV. Scamhead, that's what we want you to, to tweet us at Top of the ta- at Top of the Table TV. We want to make sure we can get Scamhead on next week. It would be great to talk to a uh, Scottish soccer fan and just kind of get his perspective on what's going on right now. Everything is on the website, topofthetable.tv. We want to thank, uh, thank our good friends Jeff Katz and all the good people at Geek Week that let us come on here and do this every week. Thank you guys for joining us and those that download and listen. I'm Brian Bentley in Dallas, Chris J. Ballard in Connecticut. What I, the other three guys are out having fun. I know. It's kind of depressing that we're the only guys around. I know. Well, I'd like to say we have rock and roll, but lifestyles, but we don't. You get a rock and roll T-shirt. Can I do. A guitar stand in the background. I know. I even have a guitar. Oh, oh! Your mic's cutting out. Sorry. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> Believe me, it's for the best. No, that's Hank. The, you know, we should. I know all of the notes, just not necessarily in the right. Right. Way. I just don't know how to play them. That's what we need yeah. to do. I think we'll get uh, we'll get you on one guitar. We'll get Hank on a guitar. Um, we'll we'll. we'll try to put together some really bad like google commercial <laughs> yeah but i you know, we might lose our list oh, our listener <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i think i think people are waiting for the usb boys to come on later tonight so yeah so that is it sir have a good week you too and uh keep your chin up portland will score a goal sometime Woo-hoo. all right thanks again for joining us on top of the table we'll see you next week scam tweet us